Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. From the land of the lakes, beautiful Minnesota, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Dromi here alongside the state of Hoppy, and thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. What's going on, man? What's going on? We had quite the weekend for us. Uh, we don't really need to get into that now. We'll cover that here in just a minute, but I don't know. All things considered, we're coming off of a gopher win just a couple minutes ago. We got the Wild just about to drop the puck here with the St. Louis Blues, which we will be wrapping up at the end of the show. Buzzing. I know it feels weird, like me asking. It's just like part. It's it's part of the shtick, right? Asking like, how's it yeah. going when we've literally spent like the last twenty four hours together. So I know exactly. Oh, how- I hate it, but I know you're gonna do it. So I just <laughs> I know exactly how it's been going. <laughs> so yeah, we got some beer talk, folks. We have some college hockey talk, NHL and Wild on tap for you. Uh, speaking of on tap, let's start with the beers, man. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalak. To Stalak. To Stalak. I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out? Quite the tour this weekend. Holy. Yeah, and uh, for some context here, uh, as Isha mentioned, we are going to be talking about uh, some college hockey. That's because we, on a whim, purchased tickets in a hotel room to go up and watch the first game coming out of World Juniors. Uh, see, of course, lovely wild prospect jack pert peart we still don't know which one it is it doesn't really <laughs> matter against the gophers who had four players at world juniors and uh well on the beer front it just so happened i wasn't even aware <laughs> our good friends at beaver island were having their anniversary party and we were fortunate enough to get a hotel right across the road from there so that worked out lovely. And what a party it was. Live music, just the whole staff was there. Shit, it felt like the whole town was there too. They had that they had that brewery packed, man. Lucky for us, we got a bar seat too, so we could just sit there and just keep, keep drinking with these. Right when someone <laughs> left, otherwise that could have been a pain. But yes, and shit, Isha, out of the, we'll call it 15-ish beers they had on tap, I think you tried damn near every single one. There's a couple that you missed, but... You got the full spread. I've talked about Beaver Island on here several times. First impressions. Everything is good. Like the highest floor that I've ever, that I've ever experienced at a brew. If we're talking like sports lingo, like high ceiling, high fucking floor. Like there was not anything, even the styles that like aren't necessarily my go-tos. I was very, I was really impressed. Um, Man, I, I tweeted, I think, yeah. So I tried seven or eight of them. And man, every single one w- was was unbelievable. I-, I don't even know which ones were my favorites, to be perfectly honest. Uh, my personal favorite from them, just because I'm into the dark beers, uh, they do a Sweet Miss series and it play on Swiss Miss, whatever. Yeah. Um, their baseline of it is an oatmeal stout, but they have a lot of different flavors and varieties they do of it. Um, they had on tap a peanut butter one, which was delightful. That was awesome. Um, I'm a sucker for peanut butter beers, but that's definitely an upper echelon peanut butter beer. Uh, they had a nitro 
uh, coffee and vanilla version of it, which was <sighs> just that was the one that we ended on before going over to the game. And that was a delight. Um, Isha, I know there was one that you mentioned, though, that was like definitely your favorite. So if you don't remember, I can certainly remind you. Um, well, I like the tribute summer IPA. Yeah, that one was fucking. That awesome. was like the one where you stopped. You're like, oh, yeah, no, I could drink a lot of this. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and I think I said I was like, I could, I could crush so many of these in the in the summer. And Hoppy rolls his eyes and goes, yeah, hence the name, dude. But it's it's true. It's, I could have sat at the bar and just drank those all day as well. One that really really impressed me, and again, like it, it wouldn't be my go to because I don't like necessarily fruity beers. Like a, like a raspberry ale every now and then is, is fine, uh, is fine. But the, blue the blueberry Kolsch, man, yeah. like they nailed it. Like, look, folks, it's it's fruity. Like you definitely taste like the blueberry, but it's like mm-hmm. it didn't taste fake. Like it was so good. Um, dare I say even rich for a Kolsch? Mm, I mean, I'm, I won't be mad at you for saying it. But yes, the, the blueberry ripple, which is their blueberry Kolsch, that is one of the ones Incredible. that I will just that and their nice teas which uh, they have a ton of different varieties of now but those are like easy summer boat crushing beers and oh the I mango mean, mango cream ale was another one that i thought was amazing less cream ale more like again easily easily crushable and fruity that one's they not as big it. on my list but that's one that when i brought it to the cabin everyone's like oh no i really like the mango and i'm like good have it some people just like love mango flavored things too which like i'm one of those people <laughs> i do too and uh, that's why it was maybe that's i had too high of expectations oh, okay. for the mango cream ale i had no expectation for the blueberry one i was like this is either going to be just like ah not my thing and i was like my eyes like popped after i like tasted it, it was unbelievable um, the Axe Drager grapefruit was awesome too. I love me some pamplemousse, baby. So I love the grapefruit. Pamplemousse. Pamplemousse. It's grapefruit in French. It's pamplemousse, but. <laughs> pamplemousse. You're, you're in Minnesota. <laughs> pamplemousse. You're not in Quebec. And the uh, the weird one was the resting Grinch face. Oh, yeah. that I didn't get that one. That one was interesting. Um, what was interesting about it? It it was very it had cinnamon nutmeg so it was like it was without being like hot spicy it was just like incredible it just had a lot of spices in it so it was like it was just it was almost too too flavorful for me but spiced rather than spicy yes spiced rather than spicy very spiced very spiced and it was interesting um i heard so many people order it so it, it definitely was a hit but like just so many people were going up and ordering Grinch, 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 which I thought was really funny because it was just it was just something that like I wouldn't expect like locals <laughs> to get a lot of. And like, anyone, anyone that watches How I Met Your Mother will appreciate that one <laughs> uh, where they keep on like dubbing in Grinch over <laughs> bitch because it's like, yes. And I, I made the mistake of calling your Aunt Lily uh, Grinch. And he's like but it wasn't Grinch. <laughs> then later in the episode, there's little kids sitting at the table and he, they overhear him saying Grinch. Then they just start chanting at the table. This is like a super Catholic, like proper family. And the little kids are just chanting Grinch, 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 Grinch. <laughs> and the parents are just having a meltdown. It's, <laughs> Sorry, that's all I heard, and you just did that. So. Oh man! So yeah, I mean, shout out to Beaver Island. I I had I had a high expectations going in, and they they blew those expectations out of the water. I yeah, was our, our boy Maddie, he absolutely kills it. Throws a great party. They were having giveaways throughout. They ended up giving away a kayak that had been or canoe kayak. I'm not sure which, but that had been like sitting hanging from the rafters forever. They're like we're giving this bitch away today. Let's go. 
Love it. Between like local gift cards, gift cards to their brewery, like just so many things, free growler fill-ups and everything. Yeah. If you sat there for a while, you, you were eligible to win every half an hour, a giveaway. And then if you stayed there till the end of the party, again, you were, you were in it to win that big, uh, beautiful canoe slash kayak. It was, it looked kind of like a hybrid to me anyways, but uh, unbelievable. Everyone there shout out to Beaver Island. I cannot wait to come back in the summer. Oh, for sure. And then today, roll out of bed, get out of the hotel, get moving, end up having to burn time because breweries decide they don't want to open till noon, which I respect. It's, it's God's fine. day, Hoppy. God <laughs> wants me to drink. God wants to drink at noon, if guys. God, come if on. God loves me. Or 11. God me wants drink. to drink at 11, guys. Come on. But uh, after several, uh, by the way, the soda pod is officially fueled by Quick Trip. Oh, yeah. Um, 100%. We stopped at Quick Trip so many times <laughs> over the course of two days. Three or, three or four, <laughs> at least. <laughs> but uh, after bouncing around and uh, actually going to, mo- since we had so much time to burn with checkout being 11 and the first brewery opening at noon, I'm like, Isha, I'm going to fill up gas. You walk in, you come back out. <laughs> and if you say the spread's not good, we'll move on to the next one. And sure as shit, we had to go to multiple. Yes. But uh, we got, oh, I just. I could talk about Quick Trip for days. You've all heard me do it. We don't need to. Yep. Next move was Back Shed Brewing, which uh, right in the uh, St. Cloud area. I think it's technically Waite Park. Um, but that's one that actually shout out to our boy, Justin of Lupulin. Uh, he has talked that up many a time, and it, he was not wrong. It was really cool tap room. Awesome people. The, the yeah. servers were great. Um, but sat down, had, uh, flights each impressions. Dude, they know how to make hazy IPAs. My goodness. There were three that were incredible Two, I think you and I liked more, like, I think we agreed with with the two, with the two best out of the three. Oh my goodness, man. Oh my goodness. Hazy 99 (laughs) problems, baby. That's my favorite one for the name and for the beer. Cause that one dash Z that one for me was so balanced in like the, the floral flavors, the fruity flavors, and it had a good bitter bite to it where I would argue, Oh, what was the other one that I had? There there was another, there was another uh, one. I can't remember off the top of my name, but that one was definitely more like the top of your name. Off top, did I say that off the top of my head? Um, that one was definitely more fruity and floral, less bitter. Which, if I'm going for hazy IPA, I want I want that bitterness to it. Sure. Um, but yeah, the 99 problems. That was that was one of the best hazy IPAs I've had in a long time. I thought it was really good as well. Uh, I liked slightly more. By the way, they had great beer names across the board. Um, I got a video. The one, the one that I liked well. better was Gone in Six Seconds. Oh yes. Um, but right, again, all three hazies, great. Um, pretty solid lineup across the board, but the hazies were definitely the the highlight for me. I know you were a big fan of their blonde. The blonde was good. The coffee Kolsch I really liked as well. You really liked that. It wasn't as much my style, but that's probably because it tasted more like I like coffee flavor, but that was almost more like real coffee. Yeah. And like, I like more like, you know how people like don't like bananas or grapes, but they like the like banana or grape candies. Yeah. yeah. It's artificial. Like I like, more artificial-ish coffee flavor. You like, the, you like the smell of coffee brewing versus oh, drinking smells, black coffee. Smells great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, black coffee. I can't do. Not capable. Um, awesome. Um, and again, really cool tap space. Oh, uh, they so cool. Unbelievable merch area. too. They had a crazy big merch spread. 
good merch. They had shuffleboard. They had a great outdoor patio area. Uh, and then, you know, the excursion continues. We go off to Bad Habit, which uh, out there by kind of the St. John's, St. Ben's area out in St. Joseph. Um, Bad Habit Brewing. What a spread. They had quite the spread. Like, I would say that the IPA game was definitely stronger in my, like, better in my opinion. What, uh, man, they all start with a B. Now I'm confused myself. Back Shed which is the first one we talked about, but the, uh, the different varieties so that we much had variety. at uh, bad habit were very, very interesting. I loved the blonde ale there. And it was just like, it was just, I didn't know you were that into blonde. I didn't know either. <laughs> it's perfect. Like it, it was, it was look saying basic. I don't want, I don't want that to like deter it from what it was. Like it was just a very solid drinkable blonde. And you go to craft breweries. Usually they try to like, you know spice up the blonde the blonde ales a little bit i was very i was very happy to just get like you know it was it was a good almost palate cleanser between you know some of the the heavier and and hoppy ones too so i really enjoyed that one they had the dark addiction chocolate milk stout which was basically like eating a bite of dark chocolate it, oh my it god it was dark chocolate yeah no uh, my wife would absolutely destroy that uh for me there were two that really stood out i loved absolutely loved uh it was called polar espresso Yep. And that was a really, really, that was a coffee one as well, but I loved it. Oh my God. Was that delightful? Um, but they also had leather and mahogany, which was <laughs> a scotch ale. Um, it was very different. I like that. Like one. I it's, it's hard for me to characterize. Like it had a lot of characteristics of like an Amber where it was like, totally, totally. Like it had a little bit of maltiness. It had the caramel, not quite as biscuity as you might get in some ambers, but like it, it delivered, it hit so well. And of course I always will appreciate an Anchorman reference as long as it's Anchorman, not Anchorman two, which broke my heart. Um, we don't talk about another, another cool tap room space, um, had a good patio area that I'm sure would be absolutely enjoyed in the summer. Oh, yeah. The patio area was bigger than the internal space. hundred percent. Right. Yep. But no, that again, Solid. Great experience. Anyone that decides to go out to St. Cloud, whether it's to catch a Huskies game or just for whatever reason you might want to visit St. Cloud, a big lineup, right? Don't go there just for one brewery. There's several you can go to. Um, the last thing I'll say there is the Buffalo Rider, the gigantic IPA. Uh, the server sold us that it was like hoppy as hell. I didn't, I didn't think it was the hoppiest beer I ever had. She, she made it seem like this will be like, you know, the most bitter and hoppy beer you've ever had. And I was like, it was, and, and it, it was awesome. I loved it. Um, but I, I did not think like I've definitely had way more hoppier beers. Um, even some in like like West like West Coast Pale or West Coast Hazies, I found way hoppier. Than, than that one. Not to say it was bad. Not to say you it was had bad. a hoppier hazy. Then they lied to you by labeling it a hazy. <laughs> uh, Maybe I don't lied. know. For me, like it wasn't bitter, like you said, but it was very hoppy to the point where, like, it was a good beer. It's not for me. That's not my style. Uh, I've had hoppier, but it's definitely in the top like five percent of hoppier beers that I've had. I'm gonna have to take um, note when I'm back home because there's definitely like I could probably there's probably like four or five back home. It sounds BC. like they don't know how to label beers though. If they said that a hazy IPA, no, I've even admitted this on the podcast. They're like ten years behind Minnesota in craft beer, but they're trying. They're trying. They're trying. 
Um, but no, great experience overall. Yes. Uh, on the other side here, get a little bit more into the hockey action. Just want to take this quick minute to shout out our friends at Waggle Golf. Waggle Golf is the best damn apparel in the state of Minnesota. But in the entire world, that is right. They ship nationwide. They ship international. You can get your waggle on.com even in Canada now. And folks, I'm not the biggest golfer personally. I view them more as a lifestyle brand as well. The people who work there are amazing. The founders there are amazing. And quality is their biggest priority. And it shows. Again, I'm not out there on the greens. Hell, I'm barely out there playing mini putt alongside hoppy it, ju- it just ain't my sport however going into the office going out for a nice dinner hell I, even if i just want to feel good at home by myself in front of this computer editing this podcast waggle golf is the best damn apparel brand i think in my closet at this time i'm repping the toque slash beanie right now so there's something for everyone all season long, every season, I should say. Get your waggleon.com, the coolest, funkiest, unique designs ever, and you're going to feel so great. Hell, just about yourself repping this amazing gear. Go check them out, Waggle Golf. Such an honor, such a pleasure to be working with our good friends there. Again, get your waggleon.com. Follow them on social media on all platforms. Folks, we just spent the weekend hanging out in the building that Mark Parrish helped built. And now I'm sipping on the best vodka from an unbelievable company that Mark Parrish built. Yes, Northland Vodka. Very excited to have them working with us here on the podcast. The spirit of hockey, Northland Vodka. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Shout out to them for all the great work that they do in the community as well. As you know, they're a proud sponsor of local hockey programs and a percentage of every purchase of a bottle of Northland Vodka goes back into the community to support hockey. It's gluten-free it's affordable and oh my goodness, it's one of a kind. Again, I'm just I'm just swooning at every sip of this. Go support them, Northland Vodka. Whether you want to use it on the rocks, which is how I prefer to drink vodka, or as a mixed drink, it's unbelievable. And again, the people working at Northland, Mark Parrish and everybody there, they're so amazing. I love how they support local hockey. That's what we like to do as well. So a proud partner of the Soda Pod is Northland Vodka. Go check them out northlandspirits.com or anywhere on social media now let's get right back to the show all right we do have to call out here real quick got an incredible care package delivered um and of course we've waxed poetic about northland vodka many a time but uh we're both drinking it right now northland vodka the spirit of hockey this is my first time drinking it by the way folks first time in the flesh and he's just drinking it on the rocks oh yeah that's how you're supposed to drink vodka oh man it's so good like it's not bland. You can like some people like just like the burn. They just like the and I think people like vodka because maybe it doesn't have a huge pl- favor or flavor profile. This one is definitely unique. 
I, I really, really enjoy this. I mean, I, and I would look, we've talked up how much we've loved the brand. We love working with the brand, but as someone who wasn't able to try it until moving here, I always like kind of was in the backseat of that talking about how awesome like Mark is and everything like that. And the people are was Hoppy was very much talking about which Mark is the best. Yeah. And, and Hoppy's talking about the vodka itself. I mean, this is a hell of a recipe from uh, Mr. Mark Parrish. This is unbelievable. And I'm, I'm not like Isha. I'm not like a big vodka guy. Like I like vodka drinks. I'm not going to be the one having vodka on the rocks. You all know by now I'm a sick puppy. I just <laughs> vodka fresca. That's it. Which is an incredible drink. I'm not against vodka drinks. I just but, like if I'm uh, going to really appreciate what the vodka is, and especially my oh, first time sure. trying it, you got to have it on the rocks. Let's see. My my vodka drinks consist of vodka fresca, screwdriver. Okay. Uh, Bloody Mary, obviously. Oh, the, the best. If I really need a pick-me-up. It's going to be vodka with oh, I know uh, it. <laughs> blueberry Red Bull. Got to do it. And then my, uh, we'll call it my dessert beverage, which is just such an incredible guilty pleasure, is the White Russian. Oh, okay. I love White Russian. I'm not a White They're Russian so guy. They're so good. Oh, my God. For me, I mean, I like the vodka fresca. Vodka cranberry, low-key, one, one, one of my favorites. I love it. I love cranberry. Um, and then, yeah, Bloody Marys. I mean, oh, my God. Like, especially your dad's. Oh, you're obsessed with my dad's. Dude, it's the best maybe, one. Maybe I just take them for granted because I've had them I forever. Think, I think yeah, <laughs> probably that that is hands down the best Bloody Mary I've, I've ever had. Like, oh, my God. He It's like a whole, like, experience for him. Like, he has, like, so many ingredients he throws in there. He's got the Worcestershire. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> He's got horseradish. He's always He's got, got an array of fixins, too, with it. Oh, my oh God. You got, if you don't have fixins in your Bloody Mary, you're not having a Bloody no, Mary. Know, you're but, just drinking tomato juice. But he goes, like, all out with them. Yes. It's no. so awesome. It is delightful. Um, but, of course, getting that care package and oh. going up to the house that Mark Parrish built that is the Herb Brook National Hockey Center. Go Huskies, woo! Go Huskies, woo with five O's. Uh, <laughs> woo, they did. And I got to say, uh, let, let's get into the rink itself yes, initially, yes. Isha. So you've been to two college hockey rinks here. You've only been here for th three fucking months. Uh, talk about the the positives first. Like, what did you like about the, you know, Herb Brooks versus Mariucci? Um, I liked how, and this is, it, it felt just like more homey in that, like, obviously it's, it's smaller. It, it's not the whole 360 seating. Mm -hmm. It was loud. Yeah. And that's what I think I, I took away the most from it. And yes, it was packed over 6,000 people, which is fucking awesome to see. Cause you know, well, our boy, Jason Bryant, who uh, is the <laughs> voice of the Huskies now, uh, going to be jumping on here with us at some point again soon and actually might be collaborating on some more stuff. Yeah. See what happens there. But uh, he is in his first year and absolutely loving it. Uh, but he told us like a normal game is like 4,000, maybe like 4,500. Awesome and it, it was almost 6,500, yeah. I think, at that game. And honestly, because there's so many people standing up too in, in, oh, in yeah, that lots one. Of um, standing room. I would say that even at 4,500, it would still be just like a, a vibe for sure. And it would still be loud. I loved how there was like a good mix of like, well, obviously traveling Gophers fans, um, a great mix of college kids and just like the locals and their families too. Like, cause it, when you go to junior hockey games, like a lot of families and then like, just like the junior diehards who've had season tickets for like forever sort of thing. Whereas college games, it's a mix of everyone. And that's what I really like about them. I thought the rink was awesome. I mean, I heard that that rink in particular, just from like people in the hockey world here, like, 
that needs a, it needs a pick me up. It needs a facelift. Blah blah blah. Honestly, I mean, you could probably nitpick about like any older rink and, and find things to that you want to fix. I thought it was it was gorgeous, and I love how there's another sheet of ice that they use for curling in the same facility, <laughs> which is which is just so sick. Which uh, fun spinoff of that? Uh, our girl Danelle, who works for Backshed yeah. Brewing, uh, she's like at the head of some curling committee, and they've actually got like lessons and leagues that are formulating that will be at the uh, Herb Brooks National Hockey Center. So that's really cool. Um, another thing, uh, I mean, this is, you know, obviously with a smaller rink, but I still thought there'd be like less there. So it would essentially wash shorter bathroom lines, shorter beer lines. I'm here for all of that. Um, but Isha, I'll, I'll just tee it up. You can go off because you were swooning harder than me. Um, they had a catering oh, option for food. So good. Basically, you pay 15 bucks and you get this like decent sized styrofoam, uh, like to go, like doggy bag type thing. And it, it says, you know, quote unquote, three pounds. Basically, you have to be able to close the container. We didn't fucking close our containers. Yeah, they didn't no one give cared. a shit. And they had a full spread of like different sauces, like buffalo. I had like a, a jalapeno, like, Something oh, sweet that I put on top of. Ra some... uh, was it raspberry? Might have been jalapeno raspberry, yeah. And then, of course, ranch, because, yes. They had about, uh, like, 25 different sauces. They had, like, right. the heat scale for all of them. And between... Talk through the food, though, man. So, pulled pork. You could you could make a sandwich. There was buns options as I well. I didn't even use no, buns. No, me neither. <laughs> I didn't use any buns. I didn't want to fill up that. I didn't want to fill up the styrofoam with buns. But, yes, uh, straight-up burger patties, mac and cheese, corn dogs, chicken wings, chicken tenders... I feel like I'm missing something. What else was there? Chicken wings, chicken tenders, mac and cheese, uh, corn dogs, pulled pork. They had burger patties. I think that's it. I think that was but it. But I like I probably had a third of my thing filled with mac and cheese, and I doused it with buffalo sauce. That was delightful. I was so full. Got wings, got a corn dog. We were, we were getting our stuff, and Isha's kind of looking at me. He's like, oh, this is how Americans do, huh? We're uh, getting our sauces and stuff to go with our food. And I'm having trouble like fitting everything in my thing. So I literally just pull out my corn dog. I run it under the ketchup, run it under the mustard, <laughs> and I just eat it while we're sitting there. I'm just so. <laughs> staring at him like, okay. <laughs> yeah, fat kid problems. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, delicious food. And it was just like one of those things where like bucks? the ex would never. 15 the ex, bucks? The ex would never. 15 bucks so you could feed a whole family with that shit, dude. They had $4 slices of pizza. The ex would never. That, and so that's... I mean, even Mariucci, you're not getting you're not getting no. a four dollar slice of pizza. So no. shout out Huskies, woo, shout baby, let's out. go, go Huskies, woo. We were so full that we went out with our boy Jason Bryant after the game to uh, I believe it was Blue Line Club. Um, really cool sports bar, uh, good food, good beer selection. Could barely, I could barely put a pint down. Isha, yeah, Isha really struggled, and I went in and I thought I was good, and all of a sudden I realized, oh no, this was oh, a mistake. No. Yeah, like we were so full from that food selection and the beers that we had. Like it was, dude, I was hurting. Like I, I, I told you, like <laughs> I was at the point where I was like, do I go like bulimic here and do I go to the bathroom and make myself puke because I just feel that full? Like I felt like shit. I didn't do it, but by the time we got back to the hotel, I was okay. Oh yeah, I was. I was crushed like, out a couple of South Park episodes. Not a big. Deal. I was able to actually like have room for water at the at the hotel room. It was like I like had to like. I think we were, we were at the bar for like two hours or something like that. And it was like every like 
you know, quarter of that time, I was like another big sip. And I was like, Hey, I got to get through this before the end. And then it was like, okay, we're going <laughs> to leave soon. And I was just like trying to finish it still had like a little bit at the end, but I was like, there's literally no room. Like there's no room. Oh, it was awesome. But I mean, Jason had to get through the game, right? Like he's yeah, so sober he's, for he's all the, eating, he's so he's, he's, yeah, he's eating, he's having a couple of beers. And every time it's like, you guys want anything? And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's like it's not about want at this point. I just literally cannot, like, right? Just cannot. But, um, no, that was but, awesome. Uh, shout out, Jason. I know you're listening. Thank you so yeah, much, buddy. I shout appreciate out, it. Out, man. And uh, going back to uh, the rink, then before we get into the game and well, both games. Yeah. Uh, negatives about the rink in comparison. Uh, the seats. It's kind of hard to uh seats weren't the most comfortable, but they were just uh, small. They're just small. Bigger for me though with the seats, and it was only because of the seats we were in. Anywhere else, it wouldn't have been a mm. problem because there wasn't a bad seat in the rink for viewing, except ours, kind of. So we were in the 201 section, so very end of the rink, which still like totally fine viewing position, but because there's no end. Yeah. On the lower level, it kind of curls with the rink, but the upper level that we were in doesn't curl. It's right. straight across. So it's just straight, yeah, yeah. So the guy, like for a little bit, uh, the people that were next to us hadn't shown up. And as soon as the guy came and sat next to me, he was leaning forward and like I couldn't see half the rink yeah. because he was in the way. But like if you had the normal curvature like you would have no, at the X, true. it wouldn't have been a problem. And like I made it work. Like he was a little shorter. I would just kind of like nudge myself up or like, lean forward past him and see if he'd catch on and he didn't so fuck him yeah, i felt bad for the guy next to me because i was like leaning forward the whole time i was like yeah this guy can't right. see shit but it's like <laughs> that's all we could do right the only other complaint um, i'd say and it's not even part of like the actual like structure of the rink or anything it was just like show some fucking replays they refused to show replay like there there were oh penalties missed God. there were penalties being reviewed there were goals being reviewed and they wouldn't show shit yeah that fucking sucked and also got to complain um First, oh, the first. <laughs> well, Jason, uh, our boy, he tells us that there's going to be a Matt Cullen uh, jersey retirement ceremony. Yes, we got turns there early. Yeah, turns out it's next week. That's okay. My bigger complaint is that they were putting it up oh, on the, the board, like, uh, all the time, like, trying to promote it for next week. Like, special guest, you know, Mark Parrish, shout out. Um, you know, but the picture they picked was him with the fucking Carolina Hurricanes raising the cup. He got a third of his Stanley Cups with them. He got two-thirds with the Penguins. God fucking damn it, St. Cloud. Bullshit. Where did he win this his is first cup, for though? That, Where did he win the most? I'm I'm still you didn't answer my question. He won his first cup with the Carolina Hurricanes. That, that's why. Why? Why does that matter? And that, that's just why. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, that's why. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I think it's just because it was a red jersey and like, oh, that- oh it looks kind of like huskies I-, I was thinking that well, as well red's a stupid fucking jersey color so um yeah huskies look way better than the blacks that they otherwise today. uh and this is kind of a good and bad i actually really loved the fan energy like their fans are so passionate oh, yeah. and like super into it some of them are like just dumb like <laughs> some of the things they were yelling at the refs for it's like you guys are goddamn idiots i did like that one fan who was heckling the gophers <laughs> there's, 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 right, awesome, there's a guy man. right in front of us every chance he got sieve 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 hey close you're a sieve and like he was doing it the whole time and it's like dude they haven't even come close to scoring a goal like what are you doing he here just, buddy he, he just commi- he was having a good time he committed to the bit and that's he what did. i respect it's like if he did that like every now and then and obnoxiously, well, he was fucking loaded no, too i know and it was like it was all it was I, I like tuned him out at the end of it and then whenever i like i looked over i was like oh yeah he's still going i love this. but when we got to the end of the game you know 
Huskies take the one goal lead. Then they get a couple empty netters. Like that place was electric. Insane. Like probably the most electric college crowd I've witnessed in person. I think a lot of it's due to the hate for the Gophers. Yeah. But the only like more electric fan base that I've seen was going to the Ralph and seeing the Gophers at North Dakota. Like it was pretty cool though, to see like for a smaller rank, less people, they lit the place on fire. It was really cool. It was awesome, man. But again, some of the things they yelled at the refs for, be better people. But you're not that dumb. I know you're smarter than that. Hoppy almost turned into that North Dakota fan. Will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> but the people weren't near us no. that were doing it. Well, and, and they like they were just passionate. They just didn't know what was going on. No, no. They were passionate. That 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 chick was just mean at the but uh North Dakota game. Yeah, it, it was a tough one. Gophers were honestly, I think for a lot of the game, the Gophers were the better, like had more chances, they were the better team. St. Cloud played such a good defensive game. Incredible. They blocked every shot. Like there were final, no lanes. final there were shots no were like borderline 20 to 20. I guarantee you shot attempts for the Gophers had to have been like 40 something. Yeah. Like they had so many blocked shots. Goalie played very well also, but like the defense and the forwards defensively, like they were incredible getting in all the lanes, not getting passes through blocking all the shots. It was a really good effort. They were so, they, they earned that yeah, win. Oh, hundred percent. They were so good at like using their stick. Cause sometimes you use your stick to block. It's like, Oh, you don't know where the puck's going to go on deflection. Didn't matter. They knew they yeah. knew like I, that blew my mind. It was like, I counted in the first period, like three shots are blocked by the stick, like deflections. And then I think like four more in the second. I'm like, okay, I'm not even going to count anymore. Cause like, this is just nuts. And you said it. Every lane was plugged. Every lane was plugged whenever the Gophers got in deep and wanted to either set up a backdoor play or like just cross crease. There was no room. And so excellent game plan executed by the Huskies. They 100% deserved that win last night. For sure. But then we get to today, which again, (laughs) yesterday, if you're listening to this on Monday, but uh, oh my goodness, Logan Cooley is a fucking dude. I mean, so is Brock Faber, man. Woo. Cooley was in on both goals. That is true. That is true. No, Faber made a great play in overtime. But again, like you would have expected after like the the stalwart defensive effort from both teams in the first game, traveling back to Mariucci, you'd think it'd be more loose. People would be trying to make more offense happen. No, no like still no goals through the first two yeah. periods. It was something else. Well, and then the the Gopher scored. Then St. Cloud answered right out right after a power play. Well, the, for the both, both of the future Arizona Coyotes uh, were in on that. Logan Cooley rips it towards uh, the slot, tipped in by Maddie Nice. It was beautiful, uh, solid goal as well by St. Cloud. But then, oh, that overtime goal, man. so beautiful man like again (laughs) Faber he he did the work getting it into the zone getting it to Cooley Cooley like through what three guys just crossing crossing waiting waiting on that left side and there's only three guys on the ice so I would be surprised if he went through all three of them but probably two okay probably two yeah fair (laughs) enough fair enough um but I I didn't especially that angle I was like hey he's gonna he's gonna get a shot off or he's gonna pass back to the defenseman or whoever was on three on three. I don't know who, who was there in the slot behind him, but no, beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. Was it bar down or did it go to the corner? Regardless, it was corner. like, oh my goodness. So fucking Waited out sick. the goalie. And yeah, it was it was good celebration. Who's, good that other, who's that other player that you're saying, like he's streaky, but is super sick. He had some nice plays in that and backhand, hit the so, post, man. Yeah, so uh, Huglin. He had a great sick. game. 
Uh, you're that's not who hit the post. You're thinking of someone else. No, I thought you were going to hit the no, post. No, you're thinking of the def- you're thinking of the defenseman that worked his way in and oh, okay. Put Anyways, it that was post. a nice play too. Uh Chesley, yeah. Yes, cause, yeah, because um, you were like, Oh, that's not usually it's not really part of his game yeah. as a kid defenseman, but yeah. Hey, uh no, I Huglin is that whole line for me, Huglin, Pitlick, and I think it's largely been Brody Lamb. Like they're such a hot, cold line for me when they're on. They're not as good as the first line, but they're they're scary. But Talented. the thing is, they're they're so hot cold. Like Huglin, I oh man, I was telling you too, because of like his stature, like he's good enough that you love that he's there, but he's not quite good enough that I think you're worried about him being a flight risk. I think he's a guy that plays his full college career, which is awesome. Logan Cooley, all I want is one more year. I don't know if we're going to get it, but I think there's a chance. I think J- Jimmy Snuggerud is for sure coming back. Um, I, I honestly think I Cooley, if, if the Minnesota Gophers don't win the championship this year, Cooley's going to come back. And then as soon as Austin Matthews signs in Arizona, Cooley's going to be right there with him. And Maddie Nyes refuses to report to Toronto. Oh, how it's amazing. Like, would that I don't want to play here. I want to go to a real organization. Send me to Arizona. <laughs> Send me what, to ASU, what baby. Would, what would Toronto media do if he actually said that? Dude, the like the store, like the the com- like they'll they'll try to draw comparisons the, to Lane Dross. The, the, the reverse Blake Wheeler. Oh yes, Blake Wheeler refused to play for the Coyotes. <laughs> oh, that's and funny. now we've got Nyes, who's like, nah, Toronto's really not a good yeah. enough organization. I I'd like to go to the desert. Oh, uh, Nyes, honestly, he'd become my favorite player if he did that. I would, I would, I'd become an Arizona Coyotes fan in a in a second. Man, I'm still probably going to get a Cooley Kachina jersey. Oh, man. I'm getting a Matthews Kachina jersey. That's fair. That's, yeah. that's a good move. And then I'm going to wear it every second that I visit Toronto. Every second I'm there, I'm going to wear that shit. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I just can't wait. I can't wait. I don't know if I'm more stoked about wearing that in Toronto than him even just playing hockey in Arizona. <laughs> I guess they go hand in hand. But uh, yeah, and you know, for the Huskies again, Jack Pert had an awesome... Both I think both games are awesome, but today's Sunday especially... Kid's sick. I thought he had a great tournament as well in the World Juniors. Yeah. So I him and Snuggerud are just oh yeah lethal. It's something. So um they didn't miss a beat. Those the the World Junior kids. We thought okay maybe eh, they have limited minutes. Hi they they didn't have limited minutes. I maybe I'm just only seeing the bad moments. Maybe I'm overcritical. Luke Middlestat wasn't doing it for me this weekend, and I didn't see much from him in the World Juniors. I do think he's still like a solid player. But I don't know what it is that like he, I just haven't really seen what I want to see from him lately. Okay, I mean I don't know too too much about him, and to be honest, I didn't really know so much on the World Junior team as well. So most... you know who his brother is? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> the pull-up king himself. Um, <laughs> I, I, again, for the most part, then I'll say that that the, yeah, the yeah. kids didn't look no, like they no, missed no, a beat. No, Cooley sure. was like dude, he's on and fucking again, fire. Jack Pert, Peart, Part, whatever you want to call him, like he. I like he him. had himself a day. I like him. He's damn good. He's damn good. You just like the short Kings. <laughs> By the way, I love the Huskies black jerseys that they wore today. So nice. So nice. And I know you're going to say it's, it's hard to, it's hard to miss when you go, you know, black is the dominant color, but black is the cheat code, but also not using red is always a good move. Yes. I think red jerseys suck. And I hate that my high school jerseys were red, <laughs> red jerseys below. The only red jersey I like is uh Washington capitals, but. That's like one of my least favorite red jerseys. Not like that, not even like a bias. Like I don't like their jersey. Yeah. 
The white one's okay. The red one, I think, sucks. I got o- I got OV shades on that. I'm looking at them through OV shades. You like the red one? Like, I think their white one is fine. I mean, the white one's better. I like their old school white one. Well, no shit. Yeah, that one's sick. Yeah. All right. Fair, fair enough. Uh, anything else you want to hit on from the game, from the trip, um, to watching South Park? Um, uh, the, the one thing I want to – I made this up out of nowhere and you guys probably won't think it's funny, but basically there's this asshole who is driving exactly the speed limit on 94 on our way back today. And like, we're trying to get back and watch the gopher game, man. And this guy is going 70 in a 70 in the left lane, stopping people from going like we're all pissed. Finally, I get around him and look over and like both of us kind of give him the stare down. And he gives us kind of the look like, I know what I'm, I know what I'm doing. I know you hate me. And like, all I could think is it's fantasy football loser punishment season. This guy for sure was told he had to drive the full length of 94 in the left lane, going exactly the speed limit and just take whatever punishment comes to him. (laughs) Like, come on. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. (laughs) Stan says you're (laughs) come on oh Oh my my god uh so anyone that doesn't watch south park i mean this this is okay because we'll give the full context but um jimmy who is uh a handicapped kid who is uh you know fashions himself kind of the jokester um not really relevant to this but basically stan uh gets broken up with his girlfriend in this episode and wants someone to go talk to her for him and Jimmy's other thing is that he has a huge stutter. And so he says, uh, you know, tell her she's my muse. No, no. Tell her that she's a continuing source of inspiration to me. (laughs) And Jimmy goes over and says, okay, okay, Stan. (laughs) Hi, Wendy. Oh, hi, Jimmy. Stan says you're cut. You're cut, cut, cut. And then she walks away. She's like, fuck Stan. And he's like, a continuing source of inspiration to him. <laughs> and then just walks back to Stan. And he's like, sorry, man, it's over. <laughs> Jimmy might be my new favorite character in South Park. <laughs> because you watched Crazy Cripples. Yes. What an episode. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, oh, that, man. That butthole Christopher Reeves. We must have won some prize here or something. <laughs> okay, we will we'll, we'll move on. We'll yeah, move moving on. on. Um, all right, on the other side here, we will be talking a little bit of hockey. Um, we'll, we'll kick it off, I guess, initially with NHL talk. Folks, one of the best ways to be able to bet on sports, build community relationships, and just have a hell of a fun time is on Better Edge. Go check out the app today. Go check them out on social media. Better Edge is such a cool and unique platform to be able to bet head-to-head with your friends. Hell, with anybody who has the app. I mean, it's it's almost like a social media platform in itself. There's a wall with people's predictions, people's bets, people's head-to-heads, people's money lines, and you can challenge them and wager your own lines go check them out better edge a very unique way to bet to place your bets in minnesota it's a fun way as well in this state a state that does not allow sports gambling the boys at better edge have figured out a very amazing safe legal and reliable way to get your betting fix on check them out better edge the app the website and on social media for more information. Proud partners with them. Excited to do more stuff in the future. But until then, go support them. Better Edge. 
right, so this is something that we were talking about before recording, and you know, we're not gonna make this the the big talking point of the episode or drag it out, but draft lottery hoppy. I mean, coming off the world juniors, Connor Bedard, unbelievable talents. Dare I say same level as McDavid, same level as Crosby when they entered the league. One thing that bothers me is the draft lottery, especially because you told me. I like me how this came up, yeah. <laughs> that the NFL doesn't do a draft no, lottery. No, 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 the, was... the best was, no, that's not even how it went. I said, oh, Jesus, Chicago Bears got the first overall pick. Imagine if them and the Blackhawks both end up with it. He's like, wait, the regular season isn't even over. How, how do yeah, they know yeah, that yeah. already? I'm like, because they just go by record. And you're like, that's how the NHL should do it. Yes, yes. I'm, And maybe it's old school of me. I don't know. But I, I truly think that's the case. You, you, you're you against that. And wh- why is I'm that? not against it. Like, I'm totally in favor of that. It'll never happen because the NHL does not want to have, especially a year like this year is the perfect example. You don't want to have eight to ten teams actively trying to lose because they want Connor. I think Bedard. 10 teams right now would, would actively tank. I could I, maybe, maybe half of that. Sure. And that's not a good look. I'll, I'll agree. No, no, hang on. No, we're going to do this right now. Okay. We're going to go to NHL.com. I'm pulling up the standings and we're just going to go league Okay, okay. and we're going to work our way. Um, there's only one that'll be in there that I know won't be going for it because they traded their pick because they're fucking donkeys. <laughs> uh, but so what we'll do is set it to league and we will start at 11 instead of 10 because there's already one that I know is in the bottom 10 that will not try to tank because they traded for a, something called a Ben Sherratt. Oh. <laughs> fucking idiots. Um, all right. So out of the 32, so we start at uh, 21. St. Louis Blues, you're telling me with how the season's going, now they have both O'Reilly and Tarasenko hurt. They're not really on the right trajectory. That's not a team that could potentially look to try and get a Bedard because right now with the direction of their team, like they're not really a team that scares me for the next couple of years. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I can't see them tanking. So I, I, I agree. I don't think they would either just because of who they are. Yeah. Next one up, Florida Panthers. So that's not a taken. no. Um, all right. Uh, there's one more here. That Detroit's wins. not there's, tanking. Okay, Detroit's not. But then after that, so next one up is Detroit Red Wings. I agree. Steve Eisman won't do that. I think the rest of this list would. Vancouver won't. There's eight. Vancouver They won't. would. They would not. Yeah, they would. That, they that'd would, be all the more reason would, to trade Horvath. No, they would not, dude. You have no idea what it's reason. like to be in a Vancouver market and be under Aquilini. Look, the last 10 years, they had opportunities to do that. Not for Bedard. It doesn't doesn't matter. But the difference is, he sh- it was a lottery in those situations. Dude, I'm saying Matthews if it was too, based they on record. Done, they could have done it for Matthews alone. a lottery, Isha. It's different. That's my whole point. If you have a draft lottery, it is way less enticing to tank because you aren't guaranteed. I get that. I'm just saying, as someone who actually lived in that fucking market. But you've it's never not, lived in that market when they had that kind of it's structure. It's not happening. I, I'll, it's not happening, that one. You weren't there when Rutherford ran the ship. <laughs> Thank fucking God. Fans, fans would be begging for it. Fans Dude, would be Aquilini begging for it. He does not give a fuck what the fans think. He does not care. Valid point. But all it takes is... His, his all it takes Bedard, is trading Horvat. No. Oh, weird. Demko not being able to play or being playing poorly. It'd be pretty easy. Oh, wait. And trading Quinn Hughes to the Devils. That's something that might happen. It'd be pretty easy to build this all up get some draft capital for this year and hey, potentially get Bedard. I'll believe it. If I see it, the Canucks still you haven't won't ever Harvard. see it because there's a draft Canucks lottery. Have still not traded. There Green is Hughes. a draft lottery, but the rest of these it's teams, not happening. Ottawa Senators, Philadelphia Flyers, Montreal Canadians, San Jose Sharks, Arizona Coyotes, 
Anaheim Ducks, Columbus Blue Jackets, Chicago Blackhawks. All of them. How many is that? Seven because you won't accept no, Vancouver. I won't. I'm, I'm telling you right now, they would not do it. They would not do it. There's no way to Aquilini, know that. Aquilini's Bedard is the first round of the playoffs. I'm not even kidding. They're not going to make the first round of the playoffs. I'm telling so they, it doesn't matter. They, he will try to do that over anything else. I promise you. I promise. Bedard you. plays in the WHO. It does. He I'm, is from BC. I'm t- we don't have like anybody who's, who's like even lived in Vancouver will just like they're not in their head. You haven't you lived in Vancouver. BC. Whatever. Vancouver Island is not Vancouver. BC. That's what you tell me all the time. No, BC. BC. Wait, are, are you admitting that Vancouver Island no, is Vancouver? No. <laughs> I'm Everyone admitting heard I made it a here. <laughs> Isha has accepted oh, that Vancouver Island is Vancouver. It's I accept. You're right. It's only seven teams, not eight. Whatever. You you win. You win. Okay. Being from Vancouver, you know. I still don't think that that would be the, the biggest problem for the league if it's it's a one-off year. When I the, think it's bad for the league's brand, especially in markets you're trying to grow if people are actively trying to lose. That's a problem. For one one year, like there's not going to be another Bedard coming around for who the fuck knows. Like, I don't know. It just, with how much drama. Again, I would rather it be that way. And but how much potential. Especially, especially when we see the Rangers get a first and second overall. If Bedard goes to the Blackhawks this year, I'm fucking done. Like that's that's Jim that that's so that's not Jim that's uh Gary Bettman. No, Gary Bettman is that no Bettman will if Bettman has say he's going to Arizona. Bettman can't allow Chicago to continue to be this bad. Yes, they can because no. they'll still sell tickets regardless. I don't I think that's even the worst look that Chicago's this bad. Original six, everyone else is hating on them. Original six is pretty irrelevant. Uh-huh. It's market size, which agreed, they're a big market. But I think that that's a place that now that they've at least come out, like they're actually televising games. People don't realize that that was a big piece of why there was such low fan relation in Chicago before Kane and Taves, because the owners literally were like, no, we're going to make people go to games if they want to watch. Well, no one fucking cares because it's a shit product. But like you grow it with TV. That is how you get fans engaged. It is a totally different market. Yes, because of all the bullshit that they've pulled. With uh, you know Kyle Beach situation, there's definitely fans on the outs, but I do think it's still a fan base that like they have enough there now. Like it is a hockey market; people will go. Yes, could I see that being a reason that you want Bedard there? For sure, I get it. But I think Gary Bettman loving Arizona as much as he does, every reason to send him there as this is a team that's looking to get that arena bid. Where do you want him to go, Bedard? Out of these uh, bottom seven my, teams. My top three picks, and I, I'm not even looking at the standings right now because okay. maybe one's not in it, but I'm pretty sure they all are. Arizona is one that I yep. think would be really fun. Him and Cooley, oh my God, and Gunther. He was a beast in the World Juniors. Um, I also would really like Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo is going to be in that yeah, conversation anymore. They've been too good lately, so they're out of it, but – that would be really cool to see them get rewarded after getting fucking bent over losing McDavid. That yeah, sucked. I feel so bad for them. <laughs> um, also, and this is one that I think a lot of people are coming around on now too. I know Z's been pretty outspoken about it. I would love to see him in Columbus. Dude, between Goudreau and Line. Between Goudreau and Line, wearing that Cannon jersey, and it, it's another one of those grows growing, the market. Grows growing the market. market, right? That puts Columbus on the map. Yeah. 
No, it does. For sure. I would like to see that one and the other one, and I've said this many times, and I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Oh, I know. San Jose Sharks. And I would just love to see him in that teal jersey, too. Again, that market doesn't necessarily like need no. to be grown, yeah. but I think it would be awesome for that market to have a Connor Bedard. Because right, like right now, like they don't. Yeah, have... they've never, they've never had no, no, a guy like, like right. That. Yeah, they, they've had, they've been spoiled. Don't get me wrong, but like right now, they don't, and that then one, they don't really have one on the horizon. I don't know. I would love. I don't know why. I have a feeling he's going to end up there, and I would love to see it. But Columbus, for everything you said fucking awesome and that would be cool to see as well i think the fan favorite right now where people want to see him go is anaheim oh no they have enough prospects eh, they had a couple I, the only reason it would be kind of funny for me is because brian burke threw an absolute bitch fit when they didn't get the first overall pick in 2005 <laughs> and they end up with bobby ryan instead of Sidney crosby yeah now he's in Pittsburgh, and then to see Anaheim get it, he'd be like, are you fucking kidding That's me? That's funny. <laughs> Just rip his tie right off. But no, I mean, I wouldn't mind Anaheim. I'll definitely take Anaheim over the likes of Chicago, the likes of Philadelphia. Montreal uh, fucking all, dude. Uh, Montreal's probably going to have the best odds. Uh-huh. They got they got Florida's pick. Oh, God. Um, Who's the other one that I don't want? I mean, obviously, I, I want the Canucks to get him, but it's not going to happen. I gave lists. I can't. Why? Who was my third one? It was Chicago. You don't want Philly to get him. Philly. No, I know Chicago, Philly. Who was the other one? Blues. Maybe it was. I think it was. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Anyways, we okay. can move on yeah. from that. We spent way too much time on that. Um. Oh yeah, I guess we still haven't talked about. Uh, Not really. I mean, you, you, Juniors, you and Z talked about it. Z. So yeah, we, won't, you, we won't you, get no, it. You, you go on though. Like wax poetic. I know it's like your tournament. You love it. I'll, I'll just have to say, overall, great fucking tournament. And it's because there was more parody this year than there ever was in the last ten years. Great for the game. So good for the game. I mean, you know, <laughs> Austria. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, Z and I weren't sure. Do you know, like? exactly when the tournament takes place and how they decide who the team is that gets in it's the like the ihf u20 rankings so like they'll they'll play outside of this tournament when will it get decided uh it should be in the summer when they i think right after the u18s they announce it okay um don't quote me on that but that that's what i that's what i believe also do the russians have to play in through that process now that they're out of the tournament i doubt it i doubt it As, as soon as they're allowed to come back in i mean Belarus probably, but Russia will, they will. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing Belarus. I'm you know they'll probably make them do that because no See, one gives we, a fuck. But Zealand, no, he's like, oh no, they're gonna have to play back through. I would it's like. Be I a would whole mess. I would love to see that. Just I don't search think it's for those happen. other teams because then like Russia's for sure getting through. <laughs> oh yeah, like the UK is gonna get fucking stomped fifteen nothing. But hey, whatever. Um, no, I I love I loved watching teams like the Germans have a you know lose one nothing to sweden in a game that like went right to the end i loved seeing slovakia man they i think they were like they were canadians it's slovakia slovakia they were such a fun team to watch (laughs) (laughs) they were such a fun team to watch just like honestly they played like they played like canadians they were they were big they were mean I, I absolutely loved them. Uh, the Czechs, as much as it made me sweat uh, in the gold medal game, as much as it made me angry that they beat Canada in the first game of the tournament, they deserved 
to be in the finals and they had a hell of a tournament. One of the best tournaments I've seen the Czechs play in a long, long time. So that was just so cool to see Switzerland. We got robbed of the real gold medal game, but yeah, that's okay. Switzerland, great tournament as well. They were fun. And how about Latvia? They were fun to watch as well. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's all these teams. That I was like, I want to watch Switzerland, Latvia. I want to watch Germany, Slovakia. Like I, I want to see also these games. I feel like you always do, but point received. I mean, yes, but like, some of them, you know, I'll watch the first period that starts yeah. to be a blowout and it's like, okay, why, why did I waste my time with this? Whereas these ones, like they weren't, they weren't. And no, for sure. Great fucking tournament. Canada. Honestly, I was way more worried about Canada than I ever, <laughs> ever have been based on their goaltending, but showed up against the U S game. Let's decided to show up at the right time. And so did the refs, man. Yeah. I will say as a, as a Canadian and all of our American, you know, listeners, I, I, that was a terrible fish. That, that game was oh terribly officiated and i'm not even trying to use that to take away like canada still very well could have won that game but it just it was such a good game up until that yeah. point and then it all kind of unraveled and it just wasn't that good of a game anymore. i remember i tweeted i was like that was the dumbest um challenge ever like canada's given the u.s power play then i was like no call i was like oh, shit. No, the, the best the, <laughs> so, like, like oh baby like someone's like uh canada could challenge here or no i think Ca they said canada's challenging here and uh Starman's like i mean why not and the guy's like because if us win or if they don't win the challenge then the goal stands and they get a power play like what kind of a stupid fucking question is that yeah but uh i, I think that was one where he just got caught in the moment yeah why not like and then he probably realized right away like fuck why'd i say that yeah. <laughs> and uh and, and by the way ray ferrara wasn't uh, on the tv broadcast with gord miller like first time in a long time i'm, I'm guessing just because like he, he's with espn now they probably didn't allow him just to go do that when he was with tsn obviously it's a tsn broadcast go right ahead go cover the game uh mike johnson for his first time covering the game or covering this tournament with uh with gord miller bias as fuck for Canada, don't get me wrong, but I think for this first time doing it, they started to develop a lot of chemistry towards the end, and I'm you okay with that moving forward. Too. Yeah, like There's going to be some level of home country bias. Oh, yeah. Like I get it. I'm just like, Ferraro and Gord Miller, in my opinion, are an unbelievable duo for calling hockey. And like they could do any tournament. It didn't. It wouldn't matter. They could do any game, and I would listen to them. Um, and again, they've been working together for, for so long. They've done the tournament for so long. And I just love Ray Ferraro on color personally. So that was like a little bit of like, oh man, I miss Ray. But uh, no, shout out to Mike Johnson. He did a good job in filling his shoes. And Sorry. oh, Canada, baby. Hey, at least, and this is what I say. It's, it's better to win the bronze than to lose and get silver. So shout out to the Americans too. They played a hell of a tournament. Well, I mean, hey, that, again, we already said like so many teams had such great tournaments. Yeah. And that's just that makes me so much more excited for future tournaments. Cause that is why I've kind of like half paid attention. Like I would watch the games where like it's us versus Canada or versus Sweden or versus Finland. But outside of that, I'm like, yeah, I really don't care. Yeah, if anything, now I care. Sweden and Finland, they didn't catch my attention this tournament as much as some of the other teams. Sweden was weird this year. They, they really were, they weren't good. I'm just going to say it. They, they weren't, weren't good. bad. They just like, I don't know. They were in like a weird purgatory. Learn how to score, guys. Learn. Oh, I guess they learned how to score against the States. But like. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. How about that? That game was on some kind of drugs. Dude. Yeah. I, that was. That was insane. Because there was there were no other games like that. They were. If, they, if the teams were like. You know. Similar level. They were tight games. Sure. Like higher scoring games were like tight. That one was just a barn burner. Like we're just going to abandon defense and fucking I, score. I thought Slovakia was going to beat Canada. Like I actually thought that was happening. Yeah, I was scared. That was. That was a awesome game that was probably the best game of the tournament i think i would have to agree 
Yeah. I mean, it was cool. It's like your brother doesn't really follow the world junior as much either. He's like this watching it as much as you did with you this year. Like it got me pumped to watch it again next year too, which is that's what we want, baby. That's what we want. That's what the people need. Uh, and then all-star game coming up. Everyone's getting into the voting and such. Uh, Isha, I know there's something you'd rather talk about. What? All-star? The Miami Vice jerseys? Yeah, you were like stroking off to it before we jumped on here. Oh, I mean, I, well, I know our last hit in the segment too is something I want to talk about. But wow. yes, um, they they were teased to be Miami Vice colors, which was awesome. And then there was a local, I don't even know why I said local, a hockey guy on Twitter I follow and graphic designer. I think he's Canadian. And he came out with like his, his spread. He's like, based on like the, the teasers that I saw, these are the jerseys that that I think slash hope that they're going to come out with. Oh my God. That, that will get me watching the All-Star game. If there game. is a teal jersey and a pink jersey, <sighs> I'm in. Um, especially, uh, I, think I, I never Twitter. have and never will purchase an All-Star jersey unless, unless, it's John unless you great people decide you're going to go nuts and you're going to vote Kalen Addison in. I will buy that jersey unless it's the ugliest sinful jersey ever. Like I will buy a Kalen Addison All-Star jersey if you people make it happen. So, uh, BV, 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 we 89. So B E A V I W I 89. Uh, Chris on Twitter, shout to you, man. He does a lot of great graphics here. Like there's one that's like, it's the black and white and pink. What? That's his handle. B V we. Yes. Show me. I feel like you're saying something like, whoa, what the? Yeah. Um, teal and pink. Oh my God. Pink and black. And... Oh, did he show all of them? Yeah. Show me. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I didn't see. I only saw the white and black version in a teaser. Yes. Oh my goodness. We'll, we'll I'm, trying to decide, soda pod. I'm trying to decide now if the teal or the pink is cooler. Those I like are the, both I, awesome. I like the white on teal and pink on black the best, I think. The pink on black and the white. Teal. Well, now we're going to have to get votes out there. Does it say which one would go to each division? Uh, ju- No. Well, I mean, okay. he 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 did, but like, I would say that the black one is definitely my least favorite. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Which other people disagree, but yes, we'll we'll get it out this there. Was, this was my everyone favorite. rank them. Rank your yeah. rank the four in order. And maybe we'll make a poll question and week. attach them on. Give Chris some credit. But anyways, um, yeah, I want to bookmark it. But uh, yeah, shout out Chris. So sick. I hope that's the case. That'll literally get me watching at least one That'd of the games. Cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, and last but not least in the segment, before we go to wild talk, Nicholas Backstrom is back with the Washington Capitals. I didn't think he was going to come back in like the whole season. He was projected to be out of the whole season. He is back tonight playing with the Capitals. And also Tom Wilson is back, baby. The Capitals, they're no longer tanking for Bedard anymore. They're back, baby. They're going to make the playoffs. I can't wait. I saw the best. Uh, I, I saw the best gif on Twitter as well, where is uh, Mac from Always Sunny just beating up all the kids, <laughs> and the, the caption was Tom Wilson back from ACL surgery. Dude, CTE <laughs> per sixty is about to skyrocket. For oh the NHL. man, his wires are going to cross the second he gets on the ice. No, it does change things though, because I mean, Capitals have been on a little bit of a tear lately. Yeah, but they've but been like holding those, on, man. Getting those players back makes a huge fucking difference. Oh, dude, now like not having to like play Kuznetsov for as much as they do. It, it's better for him not to be the man there, honestly. And I think, uh, you know, it's just going to make a world of difference. Like they've, they've got depth in their top six now again, Yeah. which, and they got some, they got more scores. Well, I got 
Tom Wilson can score. <laughs> they got Backstrom's going to set up more I still, scores. <laughs> I still don't trust their blue line and their goalie, but it's still enough to get in. Yeah. It's it's huge for them. And I was talking to uh, our boy, the hockey troll on the capture podcast about two weeks ago. And he was, he was getting scared, man. He was like, I honestly, oh, they just, they just showed the replay from Cooley again. I'm sorry. Um, He, he was scared. And he's like, especially Backstrom doesn't come back this season. Like, this could be a year where like we get kind of a shit draft pick because we're just outside of it. But uh, no, I think I think especially on the buzz that they're on right now, this this couldn't have come at a better time in the season for them. Now I haven't looked at their schedule again, but uh, spin zone bringing those two back fucks with the chemistry in the locker room and everything that they've just been building the last uh, couple of weeks is gone. Nah. Those <laughs> those guys are they're they're pillar guys. If anything, Tom Wilson come coming back, he's going to bring vibes to the locker room. Backstrom's not going to say anything, but he'll he'll make he'll make Ovi's anxiety level go down a little bit, <laughs> knowing that his boy's back. Yeah, the only time I've ever heard him talk was his one line in the commercial with Ovi. The only line they have the cereal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the only line I heard him talk is when he's screaming "fucking rights" as he's winning the cup, yelling at Ovi in the face. Let's go. I don't believe that he ever said that, but it's there. It's there. <laughs> All right, on the other side, we got some wild talk, folks. Just want to take a quick break to shout out our friends at 7th Avenue Pizza, the best damn frozen pizza in the world, folks. I am quite literally addicted. My freezer is full. The best sauce ever. I'm not even kidding. Like I, I will never have to go to a restaurant. I'll never have to order pizza again. I, I, I don't need anything else because 7th Avenue Pizza is the best. Whether you're a fan of the breakfast pizza, whether you're a fan of like a deluxe style pizza with everything on it, whether you're just... A pizza kind of guy or just plain cheese? 7th Avenue Pizza. They have every style for everyone. Check them out today. Check them out on social media to find out if they're in a store near you. Most Hy-Vees, most Lunds. I mean, they're everywhere. Again, they're super active on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you have any questions for anybody there, they will help you out instantly. I mean, I didn't even know where to find them in my neighborhood when I first moved to Minnesota. Message them on Twitter within five minutes. I had like four locations near me, reliable locations. And let me tell you, they seem they seem to always be on a deal. So if you're going in there, you're probably going to leave with more than one, as you should. Try them today. 7th Avenue Pizza, the best damn frozen pizza in the state of Minnesota. Hell, in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Check them out today. All right, where should we start with Wild stomping the Tampa Bay Lightning? I mean, stomping is uh, a way to say it, I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, playing the Lightning on a back-to-back late-night game and playing Elliott for both of those games, which is really confusing to me. Yeah, is, um, is that supposed to be injured? I don't know, maybe. I haven't but, seen uh, anything. Uh, all that said, the Wild did exactly what we wanted them to. Yeah, like you don't choose your opponents. You can only show up and play. And it's not like, oh, the Wild squeaked by because they're missing those players. Now, is it a closer game if like Vasilevsky's it's not back to back? If they have Vasilevsky and that whatever, sure. like sure. But the Wild did everything they needed to do. They played the game the right way. Kalen Addison oh. is a fucking rocket. Oh, my God. I That goal was just Man. incredible. I love that. Like he did things to me. He's he's slowly like solidifying himself in this lineup moving forward. Right. Because it's, kind of, been know, up, dude, it's everyone, kind of been up in the air. Everyone on Twitter is telling me that he's getting traded. So What? Mm-hmm. Why? 
because he's valuable because he's going to command too much money next year. I don't think he's going to command. I think he's, I think he's getting a bridge. No question. 100%. And if they trade him, I don't think Billy Garen and I can be friends anymore. Unless it's like to get Rupe Hintz or Nikolai Ehlers, then I'd be open to it. (laughs) Oh man. They finally updated the hockey DP DB picture with his head shaved and him just looking like a goddamn. Oh man. No, I want them to go back to Kenny powers. He still got his poo stash though, man. I hope he grows out his hair again. Maybe for playoffs. I don't know, man. Cause now that he's got it buzzed, like I can say from personal experience, like it's really hard to get long hair again because of like the awkward in between. Right. Right. No one wants to wait through that shit. 21 points in 37 games, man. I love him. So is he, is he, and it's like serious question here. Like when he was drafted, you know, Pittsburgh organization, you were high on him then. Like, is he, is he reaching the expectations you set as a prospect with the wild? I think it's too early to say. Uh, I think he is what I expected. Now, I didn't know what to expect from the wild organization on how they would deploy him, how they would develop him. I've still like, there've been question marks there, but they've let him take over the power play. And that's all I asked. And we are seeing now the fruits of that decision. They have a power play. They have a power play. And that's not to say that he's the most important part of it, but he was the missing piece. There it is. Yep. And I think that he could certainly be better defensively, but he's not like this huge liability. He is still doing better defensively than a John Merrill is. Um, Shit, even better than Dumba this season. Depends on the game, sure. But there's there's been spurts where it's like... But like, I just don't know how anyone can look at him and say that he shouldn't be a fixture on that blue line for a long time. Yeah, especially if they can get him, if he doesn't break the bank to keep him long-term. I don't think that there's any way unless he like just goes on an absolute tear and puts up like stupid numbers. Yeah. I think he's coming back on some kind of bridge deal, probably two years to get through the buyouts. And I mean, I don't know if that means he's getting like two and a half. I don't know if Three. it's more, um, but I, I would think like a two, two by two eight. and a half. Is 2.8. <laughs> That's a little subtle on. Sure. And I'm okay with that. I don't know, but if he's traded and it's just like a move and it's not like to get a significant return, I'm going to be pretty, yeah, like, like a couple, like a couple pissed. draft picks or something like a second, um, a third, something like that. I'll be furious. Me too. To be honest, I will not forgive Billy for that. Even signing, even signing an Addison Jersey wouldn't make up for it. He'd also look at it and be like, what kind of stupid fucking number yeah. is that? <laughs> Four is a good number. <laughs> Huh? Isn't he number four? Did I, just, I just closed hockey DB. What was or now I'm just drawing a blank. Hoppy's just looking at me mouth open right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It doesn't even say. <laughs> okay, you can speak now. You can speak. I'm not a numbers guy, you know that. I figured you'd at least know a fucking player's jersey number. I just I, for a team that you've covered for I, a couple of years. Because I'm staring at the 59 right now. So. <laughs> oh my god! All right, um, that that just ruined my night. Uh, we had such a great weekend, and you had to fucking okay. piss all over it. Okay. Um, all right, moving on to an absolutely electrifying game. Holy <laughs> shit, Barnburner! A game uh, that we watched so we, closely. We watched none of it, but we the, the best part is so. Uh, uh, my buddy Joey, who, uh, for those who have been around for a while, 
know him as Judge Joey. He's definitely been on the podcast quite a bit. Hasn't of late. He's just, you know, so busy He's with hike, that Grand Teton life. Hiking mountains. Right? But, uh, man, I pretty much told Isha, like, yep, whenever the Sabres play the Penguins and sometimes the Wild, all I'll get from him are the little spinning red light emoji when the Sabres score. And we're sitting there. It's in between periods for the the Gopher Husky game on Saturday. And I just show Isha, I'm like, oh, here's the latest from Joey. And it's just like four different separate texts with that same emoji. I'm like, so the Sabres have at least four. <laughs> um, man, uh, again, we did not watch this game start to finish. We saw some of the highlights. Biggest thing for me, Rasmus Dahlin is, Ooh. is a Norris finalist. Yes. And if not, the league's a bunch of absolute donkeys. I don't know how you can not put him in. He is unbelievable, and he's tearing it up this year, man. My God, is he having himself a year. I mean, it was two goals and two or three assists against the Wild, and he looked good doing it. And he it's not just that. He's played well defensively. He's been lighting people up. He's been hitting. He's hes very much rounded he, out that game. He's playing like what got him there to the to the show, what got him to that you know first overall pick, which was a defense first Uh I don't agree at really? all. I think what got him to the first overall was that offensive upside. No, nah, I I would disagree. I think his clearly you do. Yeah, I I think definitely more of his defensive game is what is what got him there for sure. It's not like he was lighting up the lamp in the SHL by any means. And I know you said upside, but still, like it was seeing. I'm not saying that his defense had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I'm just saying that when people were talking about him, it was always like this highlight right here. This is his ceiling. That's all I was seeing. So that's that, fair. And that's funny too. I guess my perspective is on it is different. Cause in Canada, like those weren't the highlights that were being shown. Like, cause, cause it was like, okay, yes. What did he have? Like you know, seven goals in his, sorry, I don't watch sports. No, now. no, I know. But it just, that, that's what I was being, that's what, that's what I was considering. I can't it was, believe it was everything you let else. that one ride. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Um, but, oh. but dude, he is nine points away from his career high in points. And that was in 80 games. It's 36 games. He has 44 points right now. Career high of 53. How are him, you? Him and Power have the potential to... This seems crazy, but they could be the Niedermeyer-Pronger of the 07 Cup-winning Anaheim Ducks. And, man, that just sounds fun. Wow. Joey, I want nothing but that for you. You know, um, you know my favorite player. I know Joey hates the Penguins and never wants them to win and wants nothing but sadness for me. I cheer for you, Joey. You know, you know who my favorite player is on the team right now. He's ninety-two save percentage, two point six goals against. Tage Thompson, Craig of a save fucking percentage? Anderson, man, he's still going. He's still going. He's also playing less games and the less important games. God, 41 years old. What a goddamn beauty. But man. he like, uh, it's funny. Uh, listening to Jeff Merrick, like they were talking about it recently that he is playing slightly less games and he is getting the cupcake matchups more or less. You know what? But I no, have like, no it, issue with that. No, no, uh, That's not talking against him. It's that the other guy's been killing it. Yeah. So um, good for the Sabres. I would love for them to find a way to make it into the playoffs. Either that, or I want the, the carriage to turn back into a pumpkin immediately so that they can at least be in the running for a good pick in this last year before I think, well, uh, this is it. I, I think next year they are a solidified playoff team for me and that'll probably come down, crash and burn, whatever. But 
I I love what I'm seeing from that team, and Tage Thompson is at the core of it. He I'm so happy for that guy after how much he was getting dogged. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, so I mean, Darlene is in for me. He is. I'm just gonna give it. Yeah. All right now, I, for me right now, the three that I'm picking for the Norris are going to be Rasmus Darlene, Eric Carlson, Josh Morrissey. I can't argue against those. Morrissey, what a season! I know we've I know we highlighted it what a few episodes ago, but my goodness. Well, he's always had like the solid defensive play, right? And he's never been like a horrible like offensive guy, but like he's never had really turned it on. He never had to to lead that team points. And granted, there have been plenty of injuries. We get it. Uh, Not to mention, oh, dude, my my love. Nikolai Ehlers oh, is back. Yes. He's back, baby. He is back. Oh, Jets are scary now. Yeah, they faced a lot of if injury issues this season, but they've they've somehow still been able to win games. I was just a year off, man. Last year, <laughs> I said the Jets and the Stars were the best in the Central. <laughs> this year, I was still on the Stars. I was not. I was not still fully on the Jets. So Morrissey not leading the team in points like he, he was. Like he was. Um, but still a very respectable 46 points in he's 40 games. Stupid minutes. He's playing in key situations on both ends at so the, good for the, him. The the top point getters for Winnipeg right now, all under 30. Kyle Connor, 25, Pierre Luc Dubois, 24, Morrissey's 27, <laughs> Mark Shifley, 29. <laughs> but still, like dude, do you do you send Dubois for uh some 2023 draft action? You could. If you're Montreal, do you trade? That's very on brand for Montreal. That'd be really fucking stupid. I mean, it's bringing in a kid with a French last name. Let's go. Right. But he said he <laughs> wants to go there. They can get him in two years. Oh. So is it get him now or is it like, you know, I don't know. That's conversation for another day, but it's got like, my, my eyes are my, though, man. My eyes are wide. <laughs> too good of a draft and they could have two lottery options. Oh. Oh, between uh, the Ben Sherat trade and their own. If, if I'm Winnipeg, I'm making that call. Not necessarily Montreal. If, right. if I'm Winnipeg, I'm going, I'm dangling this. He's not even French. His last name's French. I don't think like his, he's Quebecois, but anyways, he could be. I think he's half. I think like one of his parents from Winnipeg, one's from Quebec. But what, What'd you call that the other night? What? A halfer? A halfer. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the name for it? I don't, I don't. like a matey or something oh no that's uh that's so if you're a certain part of in canada the region um the indigenous if, yeah if you're of indigenous descent in a part of canada and half white you're you're metis and that that is metis, metis. it's yeah. uh it's a it's a mix but you can still get you can uh, get indigenous status as a metis because it's its own you know division i guess i don't know I was going to say like tribe or village, but that's not, those aren't the right words to use. So I'm going to just plead the fifth on that one. I know so much about Canadian history. Lovely. <laughs> um, but back to the Buffalo loss. And I just want to say one more thing on that is um, Mark Andre Fleury. And I was just reading what Russo was going on about last night as sure. well. Very hard on him, hard on himself after that loss. Now I, Russo said he's dealing with some personal matters as well. And actually took a leave of absence from the team until later this week. He said, Tuesday, but you know, that's a moving target. Maybe, maybe it changes. Russo also went off on Twitter and you know what? Like sometimes I'm kind of like, uh, 
it's just a little much, but he, he really was just going off on the fans who were shitting on flurry. And this morning came back and said, look like this for how like awesome of a game it was for how hard these guys played. Like, I, I don't understand how toxic some of you guys can be. And he's like, I understand that like, you know, fans are fans, you know, you're, you're hiding behind a keyboard. It's going to happen. But, uh, but then gave a shout out to all the people who are in support of flurry in support of his work and the team and said, they're like, obviously you guys, you make it all worth it and whatnot. But last night was just a bad night for it all around. So um, if you are one of those dicks on Twitter, hiding behind your keyboard, I mean, like think, think before uh, you type, you know, I, I'm still learning how to do that, but uh, I was going to say, like, <laughs> you of all people, <laughs> I've come a long way, especially since I got Twitter back in, was it 2017? Yeah, you're you're fine on Twitter, just not Facebook. Yeah, don't go digging through my <laughs> Facebook, guys. How do you dig through someone's Facebook? Uh, I don't literally know just scroll. I'm I'm really happy that former employers never did because. But anyways, Jesus Christ. Um. All right, now to the Minnesota Wild and St. Louis Blues. Well. Not what we wanted to see out of the St. Louis game. Um. Obviously. Both teams a little shorthanded, but I would say the more significant uh, players missing were definitely on the blue side. They come out with a 3-0 victory. Um, we're not going to go too heavy on this because you all literally just suffered through this shit last night. But uh, not sure uh, where we're at with Zuccarello. I know Russo has mentioned that he uh, might be able to partake in the New York road trip this week. Let's hope that's the case. Um, Let's hope that Greenway's back too. He's sick, yeah. not COVID, but sick with something. And motherfucker, I'm ill, but not <laughs> sick. Uh, Hartman left the game early, came back in for the second half. Eck with a shoulder to the fucking jaw. He was down for a little bit too. I mean, that could have knocked him out. He came back late in the game too. So hope that they're okay and are able to continue this I, week. I think as well. the only thing we can say with absolute certainty is that whenever we go with the 11 7, it's a loss. Like as soon as I see that I'm going to throw my life savings on the team that's playing against the wild because they can't do the 11 seven. It just doesn't fucking work. Oh man. Uh, uh, Addison had a good game though. I thought, I mean, he always does. He always does. He uh, always does. Uh, and I mean, come on guys against Tomas Grice. Um, he you know. surprisingly looked damn good in that game. Now I don't know if it was did just, we make him look. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I don't know if it's because uh, that was on the wild, but uh, he did have, a good flurry of saves towards the end and in the third period. I mean, the oh, wild, nice. Uh, the wild uh, first, what did the pen to say? First 11 shots of the third period of the wild. And they ended up with what? Like 30. All I heard LaPanta say was apologizing for people swearing. On which the is so funny. Cause like, he does that <laughs> all the time. They probably make him do that shit. You know, I mean, I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I guess Bally's in his ear, but uh, so grace 36 saves. And Gus in 23. So it just shows like towards the end of the, or towards the third period, the wild started to outshoot the blues. They definitely were getting more shots off in the third, but like none of them were, like I said, they made like Grice look good. They, they weren't anything special. Um, the last power play though, I know you were screaming at the TV. You're usually not one of those who uh, beg for a shot, but when you have two minutes left in the game and you gifted a power play, well, it's more that you're down by two. Yeah. <laughs> Like you can't take like if they were down by one, sure, take your time, find your spot, whatever. But you got to score two goals. Let's get the first one as fast as we can. Yeah, and bless Addison for being like, screw this. There's a lane. I'm shooting, and do him for going hard in the paint because he jumped on those rebounds. 
Oh man, I'm so sad that he'll probably be the guy that gets sacrificed at the deadline. You were saying in one of our last episodes, but I don't want to think about. I don't know that. That's just like you read the tea leaves, and obviously barring injury, right? Like who knows what will happen with this team. Watch him go into the playoffs rolling the 11 <laughs> seven. Um, yeah. Overall, just, I think kind of just sloppy uh, while definitely looked a little gas. So, you know, their, their lineups were mixed up. Um, Boldy though, I thought fit in perfectly on that top. He looked top taller. Line. And I don't know if it's because he was playing with Kaprizov and steel, or if it's because of the jerseys or what it was. I think that might be the case. Cause he they're short. Tall. Kaprizov he, and steel aren't the biggest guys. Yeah. He looked really tall. Yeah. Boldy's tall. I mean, he's still growing. He's still, he's a young, he's a young guy. Maybe he just grew a couple inches since the last time. <laughs> I mean, more likely that than growing any facial hair. So jeez, Yeah. There's a few guys, him and Kaprizov. I don't think when, they when could... did we become the mustache crew? Like, Everyone's popping them off. We got Addison. Of course, we've got the whatever the mythical beast is that Jacob Middleton claims to be. Merrill has a dirty stash. Merrill. Um, Steele's got one busting now. Uh, are we basically the anti Lula Morillos? That is awesome. And yes, when I think of Billy Garen as a GM, I couldn't be more opposite from Lula Morello. <laughs> Even though he's like his protege. I know. That's what's <laughs> funny about it. Well, he's the evolution. He's the evolution. The evolution, right. Yeah, I mean. That's folks- right. Crawling monkey, crouching monkey, Lamarillo, Bill Garrett. There you go. Boom. There you go. There's the t-shirt. And drunken right drunken monkey is somewhere in there as well that we, we skipped on, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, Yeah, you didn't miss much today with this game, folks. To be honest, like. Third period was probably the most en- was probably the most entertaining, and it was good to see Ek come back. But yeah, that was a nasty, like just shoulder to jaw. Like you see his head just like jerk back, almost like he got like elbowed, punched in the face in a fight. Like it was, yeah, it was it's pretty nasty. He was on the crouched over on the ice for a little bit, and but came back. What I, I don't know the exact time he came back, but at least half half of the third period he played. There you go. Not having Zuccarello, I mean, that's going to be tough when he's actually been on a roll scoring. Yes, but again, they're missing O'Reilly and Tarasenko, so like, call it what you want. Yeah, it's still both teams are missing players, and we at least had who I frame as being the better goalie. Yeah, I mean, so. I agree with you. The guy's ninety-six save percentage in his last what's. 14 games just ignore anything that was said in the first three weeks of the season <laughs> people the were wrong first four games they wanted his head dude he only played one of those four games <laughs> <laughs> that's what's crazy about this holy oh shit uh, any other takeaways um, no other takeaways from the game uh, important though people we uh forgot to mention it earlier when we were talking through all of our saint cloud exploits yeah we have homework um, for you guys isha do you have the name of the youtube video up in case people want to pull it when they're listening, I will also be posting it sometime throughout the day on Monday as you're listening from the Soda Pod. We'll have a link. Incredible electric YouTube video. This might be on par with the Staylock Superfans video that we shared with you guys a couple of years ago. This is absolutely incredible. And we'll just tease it by calling it Space Bear. Space Bear. That's right. Re- referring to. Uh, Alaska Fairbanks. Uh, we'll just say it's a um, pre-game <laughs> pump-up video. Oh my god! Okay, so you, do you want me to get, give them like the, the the title of like what they should search in YouTube? Alaska Nanooks 2010 hockey intro. It's two minutes. That's it. That's it. You said it was like UAF something. There's like three of them here, but they're all the same. But you said the HD one. Well, if you want the HD one, UAF Nanook hockey open 2009 2010. 
One's in 4K, one's not. Either they're, way, they're incredible. The the homework oh for goodness. everyone is watch that before our next episode. We're gonna do a full breakdown on this video. It if the wild did anything remotely like this, I I would jump man, through bear, the glass. Pig. Man, bear, pig, man, bear, pig. Let's go, dude. Imagine <laughs> if they got real Al Gore to like oh, record something quick, and he has man. no idea what it's for. Anyways, folks, you have homework because like this is incredible. I know we do we have we have fun on this podcast, but this is like this is serious. This is serious homework for you guys. But also fun. But also fun. We were gonna talk about it on this episode, but we were like, no, we're we're gonna wait a week because we want we it's want not our fun listeners to talk to check about it, it if people don't have a exactly. chance to see it for themselves. Exactly. I would have been so like it would have been such a disservice for me to watch it after having the whole thing like broken down and explained. So all of you go watch. This is your week's grace period. We'll post it probably a couple of times this week, please, please, please check it out. It is, I don't think there's any word that does better justice than electric. Electric. Oh my God. So yes, check that out. We will break down next week. That's it for the episode today, guys. Hoppy, awesome trip up to St. Cloud. Awesome, you know, spread of beers. And I am a Gophers fan now, man. Like I am all in. I got I gotta get myself one of those jerseys. I think I'm going with the the white, the white home jersey, because I love the whites at home. That's my biggest pet peeves with the NHL. But uh yeah, man. Thanks again B- for bigger uh, pet peeve than the draft lottery? Yes. Whoa. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um thanks again for uh yo, for, for bringing me up there for like text me and being like yo spontaneous uh trip up to st cloud and fucking rights love the spontaneous beer and hockey trips man so that was awesome appreciate you yeah with that being said signing off i'm you should drill me alongside the state of hoppy this has been the soda pod presented by our friends at better edge seventh avenue pizza northland vodka and waggle golf we good man you crisscross this time you threw me off <laughs> Crisscross applesauce. We good. By the way, shout out to Kale Nassen number two. <laughs> <laughs> Don't beer. Just drink some beer and stay wild. <laughs> <laughs>